Welcome to Critics Not Cynics, the podcast that tries to prove that you can be a critic without being a cynic. And uh, today is going to be a little bit of a messy episode, as right now I am currently recording on my phone through the Podbean app, which actually I'm very thankful that it is allowing me to do this. Um, My computer updated and wiped out my mic settings, and now I can't get my mic uh, to actually work. So um, for the time being, we're going to just do it this way. I think I have a limit of an hour and a half on recording on the app for Podbean. I don't think I'm going to be taking up that amount of time today. Um, I wanted to make sure I got something recorded here because um, that was the plan. Uh, We had the Avengers Endgame digital copy contest uh, winner to announce, uh, not that there were many people that actually entered into the contest, but I do have a winner. Um, I wanted to talk about, um, the Man of Medan, uh, video game, uh, Banana Splits, and my Avengers in-game review, but I think, uh, this is going to be a f- pretty short episode. Uh, I'm not going to do a whole lot of reviewing, um, mainly because of the situation, and since this is kind of a, a n- new ground for me uh, to record on the Podbean app on my phone, I don't quite know how this is all going to work, so I don't want to record a long review and then have it not, um, you know, work or have it kind of uh, file corrupt or, or lose all the work I put into it. So um, I think I'm going to just kind of run through brief reviews of Man of Medan and of Banana Splits and then go into the announcement of the winner for the Avengers Endgame digital copy and then uh, kind of call it a call it a day. I am on my vacation uh, this week from work so maybe I can spend a day trying to get my setup fixed Uh, I may end up having to just break down and buy a new mic that's going to cost me money that I don't quite have right now to put towards it, but uh, I think that might be my only valid option, uh, depending on how this all goes. If this goes pretty well, maybe I can record it. If I'm limited to 90 minutes a recording and not 90 minutes just overall, then maybe I I will do this setup because I think it's going to have better sound quality um, versus what I was recording on my laptop. So we we will see how this kind of all shakes out. Um, So with that said, I'm I'm not going to beat around the bush Um, here. I'm going to go ahead and announce the winner of the contest, uh, Dwight McCoy. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to him through his uh, Gmail because I'm not sure what his Twitter handle is. Um, But he wrote in and he said his favorite Avenger is definitely Captain America. It's been his favorite since before the MCU with just the comics. And he was him for Halloween a few times as a kid. And as an adult, he has now bought a Captain America outfit. Um, And Captain America will always be his favorite. Which I have to agree. I think Cap is uh probably my favorite in in the uh in the mcu and in the comics um he was always a character like for dc it's superman and i guess for you know marvel it's it's cap like it's the two most patriotic characters that those two different companies have kind of created and helped um kind of make symbols of 
of, uh, you know, of, of pride and, and heroism and representing the best ideals of this country and the best ideas of this country, you know. And uh, so I think I, I, I have to agree with Dwight that, um, you know, Cap is probably the best with the MCU and, uh, and just in general as uh, a character from the comics. And so, uh, Dwight, I will be reaching out to you uh, through email uh, to get you the code. Um, follow the instructions uh, that the that the thing has, and that should redeem you the 4K uh, digital copy. I think you have to go through Movies Anywhere to uh, make sure you get it. I know that when they were starting to do uh, 4K digital copies, if you didn't do it specifically how the instructions of the little piece of paper uh, says it would only redeem the uh, the um, Blu-ray uh, digital copy, basically the the you know 1080p uh, content. So uh, congrats, Dwight, and um, everyone else. Like, keep your eyes out. There will be probably more uh, giveaways in the future. Um, it just kind of depends on on the the movie and uh, circumstances. So uh, congrats again, Dwight. Uh, Okay, so Man of Medan is a video game by Supermassive Games. They are the uh, developers and creators of Until Dawn, which is one of my favorite video games. Uh, if you're not familiar with Until Dawn, it is basically a horror movie as a video game. Um, you play as all the different characters. You make the decisions. You can decide based on those decisions whether or not certain characters live or die. And I thought it was a really fun concept. It, it also kind of turned on its head. Um, I'm not going to spoil it here on the podcast, but it definitely turned its, on, its story on its head about midway through the game and kind of became something that I was not expecting. So when uh, Supermassive Games announced that they were going to do what's called the Dark Pictures Anthology, where they would be releasing about eight video games six months apart from each other, in the style and format of Until Dawn, um, I was very excited. Now, I don't know if I was necessarily excited for their their first outing story. Um, it looked... I wasn't 100% sure what was going on. It was dealing with a group of friends. They're going diving. Uh, felt like they were like disturbing something, and then they were being haunted. But, uh, you know, for... A $29.99 price tag, and thanks to Amazon, I got it for $24.99 for, a, I guess, a sale or a price drop. I had it pre-ordered for a while. Um, I wasn't quite expecting um, that I'd like it as much as I did. Now, there are some issues with it, but uh, to give the general premise of the story, um, it is a a group of friends. They um, contract this boat to kind of go diving. They're um, looking at like for old World War II wrecks, and um, and during like their first night out, they get hijacked by a group of pirates, and uh, as they're kind of traveling in a storm, they find this old abandoned World War II ship that's just kind of been stranded out here since World War II, and you do get a nice little prologue prequel moment um, where uh, it kind of explains why the ship is out there, why it's stuck out there. So... Um, as they go on, they start seeing things through, you know, they, they, there's ghosts, there's moments that they're questioning what they're seeing. And, uh, and then the kind of story kind of lays out from there on. I don't want to go too into detail on it because, uh, there could be spoilers, 
but um, there there is some polish issues um, there are moments where the game looks really good and moments where it looks a little bland and I'm thinking that that's due to kind of the um, since they're not putting 100% full effort like they did in Until Dawn um, that we might see some more um, fraying of the graphics uh, I had my frame rate drop a little bit during certain moments uh, character movements a little sluggish which I didn't find it to be as sluggish in Until Dawn um, certain moments with the characters like look really good and then at other moments their animations don't look as great but other than that, dialogue's very strong. I like the characters. You have Sean Ashmore kind of like leading the group as uh, the kind of the jokey, funny guy. Uh, and he was definitely, I think, my favorite character amongst the group. And then you have um, Alex and Brad, who are two brothers. Um, Brad is the younger brother who's kind of the nerd of the group. And Alex is kind of not the jock per se, but he's more of the take charge kind of type. And then uh, Julia's his girlfriend um and then julia's brothers uh conrad who's played by sean ashmore and then you have fliss who's their their captain and um, they all interact really well together and when you have certain conversation moments it's really fun to play off with those characters and, and their expectations uh there was one mechanic that i didn't quite care for now in until dawn uh in certain moments where you had to keep calm you had to keep your controller still. Now, I understand why they kind of changed it up for this game, because if you really wanted to pass those moments, you would just set your controller on, on the table or on the ground, and uh, you'd be fine. But they replaced it with a like heartbeat mechanic where you have to press X at the heartbeats. And although it was fine and it felt like it worked well in the beginning, later on in the game, it did not feel like it, it worked well. I, f I would hit the button right at the right moments, and it wouldn't read it. Uh, and then I did have an automatic failure. Um, and that ended up costing me one of the characters. And I was trying to do my best to, to make it out alive with everyone out alive through my first playthrough. I ended up losing two characters. One, in retrospect, I was like, oh, I should have done this. And the other one, in retrospect, was like, oh, because I knew what was going on, I shouldn't have acted. But, um, you know, two out of five, or, you know, losing two out of five is not, not too bad. And the nice thing is, at least with the pre-order, I don't know if this is a function that's going to be that's with every edition of the game or not, but with the pre-order, you got the curator's cut. Uh, and that's one thing I do want to talk about after I mention this. And that kind of turns the story on its head. Like when you start out um, the game the first time, you play as these specific characters at the specific times. And it looks like the curator cut kind of flips that. You play as the opposite character um, for most of the moments. So I, I think that's really cool because then you get to play it from that different perspective. You might be able to have things play out a little bit differently than how you played it the first time through. And there's definitely a lot of replay value. The game's about five hours long. So, I mean, it's definitely um, worth the lower, the lower cost than a $60 full game. Um, now, the element that I really like about this, since this is an anthology series, there is... Uh, and if you've listened to the podcast in the, in the past and I've talked about anthologies, you know I really like the kind of the framework, the setup, the thing that connects it all together. And what we have here with, with the Dark Pictures anthology is you have the character of the create, curator. Uh, and the curator is very much like the Crypt Keeper, uh, you know, the, uh, from the Tales from the Crypt. Like, he's a little bit different than the Crypt Keeper, but he is kind of the... Um, 
protector overseer of all these stories uh when you meet him he he kind of has this here in this room and there's books all in these libraries and uh he and of course he has foreknowledge of how the story plays out and he kind of can advise you a few times because there's only a couple breaks with him in there but he's very very uh perfectly portrayed by i think his name is pip torrens um who does such a good job and and uh you know at certain moments he'll he'll lecture you on your decisions and stuff and uh and i really like this character i really like this curator character like i want to know more about him and i kind of hope as the series progresses because the next game is going to come out in 2020 and it's called little hope looks like it's going to be more of a kind of witch story which i'm really excited for if that's the case based on the little tease we get at the end of the game. Uh, and that's, of course, it's released online as of now. Um, I really think that that's uh, a really cool aspect. I really like this idea. I love horror anthologies. I think um, that this is really cool. I do I do think that they need to make sure that they're taking enough time developing. Because, like I said, even there were moments where like the audio was not even lining up with the words and the mouth um, animations were like moving over time because they were trying to catch up to the dialogue of the characters and match up with the subtitles. So I think that there were some technical issues that hopefully they can patch out over time, but it wasn't enough to break the game for me. I enjoyed the story, even though I kind of figured it out from the beginning. It can, it's, I think it's a little obvious for anyone who starts it out and they play that prologue mission Uh, or prologue scene, that they can kind of figure out what the heck's going on. But one of the moments that really sticks out for me is um, Conrad um, is kind of on his own, and all of a sudden he kind of gets chased by this, like, uh, USO uh, singer-performer who just, like... It's it's really well animated, it's really well designed, and then, like, at one moment she's behind you and then her face goes all... uh, you know ghostly and and starts chasing you and then kind of degrades into this crazy looking creature uh i thought that was really cool and really well done there are a lot of really kind of fun sequences and fun definitely moments that scare you but they're they definitely took some inspiration from um mike flanagan's haunting of hill house uh from netflix because i know as i was playing conrad earlier in the game and i'm walking by um there was a moment where like if you don't catch it with your eye you're not going to see it but that nurse or that uso performer character was like in a corner uh kind of silhouetted and i was like holy crap there it is um so i I definitely recommend it if you have uh if you game if you like horror video games or even if you don't but you have a friend who plays video games likes horror as well like have them pick it up or or you know somehow uh, you guys play it and just enjoy it together. There is co-op, which I look forward to being able to do with my buddy. Um, and I'm really excited to see like how he and I would play off each other in certain moments. Cause I'm usually more practical, like try to do the nice thing and the right thing. And he's more kind of chaotic and likes to just kind of disrupt things and see what the most crazy thing he can do. Um, so I, I think as a score, I'm going to land on a four out of five, even with the technical issues, because I feel like there are issues that can get patched out. So if it's stuff where they're, you know, their um, QAs are kind of reading feedback or hearing feedback, they can go in and, and uh, patch the stuff and, and give us downloads to uh, kind of fix some of those technical issues. But um, definitely, definitely fun, definitely worth the money. Um, so that's uh, going to do it for my review for uh, man of medan 
definitely recommend it, guys. Go play it uh, if you play video games. Um, kind of keep in the vein of horror, uh, I'm going to talk about the Banana Splits movie. Uh, and then I think I'm going to wrap this up. There, there were some other things I wanted to talk about, but like I said, I'm recording on my phone. Uh, I hate to release a shorter episode, but um, I, I, don't, I just don't want to waste my time if this doesn't turn out well. So we will see. And then uh, maybe since I'm on vacation, I'll record a uh, longer form episode, especially if I can get um, the mic up and running or if I finally break down and go out and spend money on the on the blue yeti mic that uh, i've been looking at um but the banana splits movie so i got a little bit of a history with the banana splits um i would always watch them on reruns on cartoon network because obviously the original banana splits was in the like 1960s late 1960s early 70s so as well before my time but cartoon network would always kind of run uh rerun episodes late at night so if there was like a weeknight or a weekend night i can't remember if i ever did it on weekdays or you know school nights but definitely on on weekends uh if i couldn't sleep like i would go out and turn on the tv and um and watch a banana splits and it was just a fun like i i it's vague memories but i know i always enjoyed it i always kind of had fun with the characters it was a fun little show like they're goofy kind of like you have a dog a a, a orangutan a lion and, and an elephant and um uh you know they, they it was just fun you know flegal bingo snorky and um oh gosh i'm 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 blanking out on the other name snorky flingo bingo oh goodness um well the other character i don't know why i'm 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 missing out on his name right now um we're just you know fun characters um so when I found out that they were making a horror film version of the Banana Splits, I was very kind of skeptical and excited at the same time. So um, I just, you know, I wasn't going to buy it when it came out, but then I just decided, you know what, it's only like 20 bucks. I'm, I'm going to do it. Even if I don't like it, it's a fun, probably fun little horror film like I can put on from time to time, uh, you know, go to sleep to or something like that. Um, but then also, you know, when you, when you look at the trailer and kind of look more at the, uh, the background, like why, how this came together, this was designed actually as a, originally as a Five Nights at Freddy movie, um, which makes more sense, like you can, you, it makes sense to the audience or to anyone watching that you can definitely see the Five Nights at Freddy's influence because, um, the characters are animatronic. So, um, I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but I know the basic premise of it and you're a security guard and the, the, and they come like alive at night. And, you know, if you don't keep good watch on them, they kill you. Um, so like with the premise of this, you have Harley, um, uh, God, maybe nine or 10. Um, it's his birthday. His favorite show is the banana splits and his mom gets him tickets for his birthday to go to a live taping of, of the show. So, Harley, his mom, his, I'm not sure if it's his dad or if it's his stepdad. It was a little kind of unclear because he's the older brother's stepdad, but Harley calls him dad, but it sounds like Harley was already born before um, the mother Beth 
uh, and Mitch ended up together. I don't quite know. It's not really clear. It uh, doesn't really dive into a whole lot of uh, character backstory a whole lot. Like they, they throw some things out there that was like, well, where'd that come from? Um, but again, it's, it's a, you know, a tight hour and a half movie. Like they weren't, you know, trying to make this like the Godfather or anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the dad is not really too thrilled, um, to be going to this. The older brothers, you know, trying to do his best to make it a special birthday for his little brother and same with the mom. And then the best friend who does, or not the best friend, but the, the, um, the little girl who goes with him because his best friend couldn't go is like, oh my gosh, the banana splits, this shows too much, for, it's for little kids and stuff. And uh, they actually, she actually enjoys it. They actually all have a good time while watching the show. But right before the show goes on, uh, the producer finds out that the show has been canceled. And these, uh, and the banana splits kind of run on an AI uh, type of brain and um, they're kind of programmed that the show must go on and when they hear this uh, they kind of go nuts and they go kind of terminator on everybody um, so I, I it's it's really fun like it, it's just a fun movie it's not meant to be taken like super seriously and i think uh, if anyone takes it seriously they're having a rough time they're they're doing a disservice to themselves uh, I've seen like a lot of reviews on it where they're like, oh my gosh, this was awful. There's no, there's no story. There's no this, there's no that. Then they had people who thought that this was actually a, a kid's movie, which I'm like, Bingo's holding an ax on the cover. And uh, the dog is got his, uh, you know, f- face half ripped off and it's all metal and, and cybernetics. Um, how do you get that as, as a kid's movie? You know, it does, it's, especially if you just go research the trailer like don't just go up straight up by the movie like read the description go watch the trailer you'll know it's a horror film um i really like that for the most part it's all practical effects some of them might not look great <laughs> like a, a character death in a um ball pit looks a little bit um definitely fake but uh it, it's still it's still good. Like practical still kind of holds a little over CGI any day. And, and there's even a compare and contrast moment. Like there's, there's a, uh, a lolly, a fake lollipop getting shoved down a guy's throat. That's all practical and it looks fantastic. Then you have another character who gets, um, kind of flamethrowered and the fire is all CGI and it looks awful, but yet the makeup after the fact looks really good. So, um, and, and that, that's just a budget issue. I mean, for, for that, like, I, I just don't, I wish they kind of wouldn't have gone the flame flower route with that particular scene. They could have done many other things with it, but, uh, there's a, a particular sign and half that's really good. Um, yeah, there, so when it sticks to the practical effects, um, it, it really succeeds. Uh, the motivation for the characters, like that, that was the thing I saw in somebody's uh, review on, I think IMDb, all oh, these characters are all unlikable. Actually, I, I found the mom really enjoyable. Harley was really, um, really strong. Like I didn't think when I started to watch the movie that I would, I, I thought I would find him annoying. 
Um, but he really did a good job of kind of keeping this balance of a kid who is genuinely excited, like this is his favorite show, these are his heroes, and he's going on his birthday, and it's all special. And then when things start going crazy, like even though he loves these characters, like he knows something's off. Um, and and uh, it's it's really really cool to kind of see him develop and like understand these things and then try to reach out like his favorite being Snorky and there's a, a moment where he's trying to convince Snorky to like help them out and um and in fact like all of the the young uh actors the real like the young kids the the Harley I think Zoe and um oh gosh I can't remember what the one girl's name is they were all very strong um, they, they did, they did really strong performances and I really appreciated their, their commitment to that work. Even like they're working with a silly story and with these silly characters, uh, I thought they did a wonderful job. Uh, even, uh, the one, uh, like adult character I didn't really care for in his performances, Mitch, cause like he, he like starts out like he's kind of like the strong guy, like jock type. But then as he's getting chased later on, he's like a complete chicken. And I, I get like what they were trying to do with that. Like he's showboating, but it, it, the actor just didn't pull it off that well. Um, other than that, like I thought everyone else, there, there was one scene I did find kind of a little ridiculous is the mom, Beth, um, Austin, her, her oldest son gets like, uh, kind of, picked up uh xenomorph style in this kind of like jungle set um by bingo and like she's trying to find him and she's like looking around and it's like it's acting like she's kind of lost in this jungle but it's like a square platform of a jungle very narrow like literally you can only look if you look forward you're going to see the end of the set if you look to the right, you're going to see the end of the set. If you look to the left, you're going to see the end of the set. And if you look behind you, you're going to see the end of the set. So it didn't really, like, this whole, like, kind of, like, confusion, I'm lost. Like, I don't know where I'm going scene. Like, I understood why they were doing it, but it just didn't work. Um, but uh, I, I have to appreciate it. Like, they really took this kind of outlandish idea um, meant for a different set of characters and adapted it pretty well with the banana splits. And... They do have it kind of set up for a sequel. I don't know if it'll ever get that, but I, I appreciated the uh, the work put behind this to try to, although have fun with it, they still try to make it serious. And um, even though they know it was kind of a ludicrous, um, a ludicrous premise, ludicrous characters, uh, they they came up with a story. They succeeded telling that story and I, I had to I have to appreciate it for that so um I think for a score on that as well I think I'm going to land on a four out of five um you know I, with with my little issues on it uh I, I still enjoyed it quite a bit and it's definitely one I'm going to revisit um so I think that's going to do it or ooh, this definitely is a short episode so um I'm going to kind of go ahead and tease some things uh you know, I I would do Avengers on this, but I, like I said multiple times already, I'm a little worried that if I go really in-depth and I lose this, if I lose what I've just said for the past 20-something minutes, I'm not too upset. I'll still reach out to Dwight to give him his, uh, to give him his prize. Um, the other person that entered into the contest was my sister-in-law, and um, so I... 
I I can't pull her thing up right now because uh, I'm on my phone, but I know she said Thor because Wolverine isn't technically an Avenger in the MCU right now, and um, just, he's a fun character, and she had fun with that. But uh, they have access to that to uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, so I didn't feel right picking a uh, a person that's close. But I appreciate her uh, trying to help out and writing into the show and kind of giving me more uh, entrance into the contest. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to make sure everything's kind of back up to running on my, on my regular setup. Um, or if I'm going to record on the phone for a while now, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, uh, that's going to be coming up. And one thing I'm curious, and I'm, I might reach out to on a poll, um, with Podbean, I can, I can make, uh, premium content episodes. Right now, I don't necessarily have a premium content setup, but um, I'm interested to see what you guys want. If you guys would want something like this, where uh, and I don't have prices up, so it would probably be whatever the cheapest option is um, through Podbean. But I'm thinking of doing doing a premium content episode with my buddy uh, Pat, who's been on the show in the past. Um, he and I sitting down and kind of doing a commentary track for both Avengers Endgame and Infinity War and do it as one, like maybe one long five hour episode, if we can have a schedule to, uh, fit that. And if we do that, cause that's going to be a lot of time and a lot of effort and, uh, possibly a lot of editing and, and all that different stuff. Um, that's going to probably be one I would want to monetize a little bit. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not going to still release, uh, you know, my review episode or anything like that. That's still going to be free, but, um, I've been kind of juggling the idea of like premium content episodes are probably going to be something like commentary tracks, um, like that to where if you really want to kind of hear our thoughts or hear my thoughts or hear, you know, tidbits or facts that I kind of come with along the way as I watch the movie or, or moments that I'm, I'm going to discuss on, um, you, you can by doing that. Um, and then if you don't, then you don't have to worry about it. You're still getting the normal episodes. You're still getting the normal reviews. You're still getting my normal opinions on stuff. But it, it's, it's an idea I'm toying with. Um, and since I keep putting off this Avengers, uh, uh, review, I just wanted to kind of express it, um, kind of some ideas that I'm toying with to kind of make that special. Uh, another thing is one thing we're going to test, um, with my buddy, who's going to eventually be my co-host on the podcast, uh, at some point, uh, primarily probably once he's out of the Marines and, and, uh, having kind of a normal schedule, normal life. Um, we're might be doing on off weeks um kind of to help out with each other's schedules and to make sure we're still releasing episodes on a on a week-to-week basis at, uh, at times he uh might be doing episodes on his own um where one week you'll have an episode from me the next week you'll have an episode from him on stuff he wants to talk about or screeners that uh we have set up on the email um and we're going to, we're going to test it out. He's not a hundred percent confident on it, but I'm, I'm fairly certain he would do a pretty good job. Um, he's very knowledgeable. He's got pretty good opinions and, uh, and I think he makes very valid arguments on, on some things when we have our own discussions. Um, but that's something we're, we're going to be toying with. Um, 
Also, uh, I think um, I've mentioned this in the past. We'll be having, since October's coming up, we're either going to be having the 31 Days of Horror, which will be probably shorter form episodes in the vein of this, if I do one for every day, uh, or they'll be a little bit longer if I do a 13 Days of Halloween. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, that we'll be covering here in the near future. Um, it's just going to depend on what I can get watched. I, I have a backload of screeners, and I'm not sure I'm going to get to a whole lot of them right now. I think I might at one point just going to be able to be like, okay, these below, they're not getting to. Anything that comes in now, I'm going to get to. So, um, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I apologize for the shorter format. I apologize for kind of the lack of professionalism with it. Um, this is all kind of new and I was very frustrated before recording on trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do about this episode. Um, I'm going to have to figure out what the heck is going on with trying to get this recorded on my laptop. Um, I don't know why my update kind of undid everything I did and it was a pain in the butt to get it set up in the first place. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get about because everything I tried the first time is not necessarily working this time. And it frustrates me. I don't understand why it's doing this. Um, I've got the uh, appropriate hookups. I think I'm going to have to break down and get this USB mic. Um, but until that time, because that's, that's some money, um, I might be just doing some shorter form episodes here on my recording on my phone. At least the sound quality will be, I think, a little bit better because it's you know, using my, my headphones. And of course this is an iPhone 10. Um, so I think sound quality is going to be pretty nice on this. Um, but I am limited to about an hour and a half on record on the recording length. Um, and I don't know if that's just this one episode or anytime I need to record, I have up to an hour and a half. If I have that, then, then it's fine. I can record on my phone for a while. It's going to make it a little bit difficult when it comes to, um, when it comes to having any type of interviews or having any type of uh, guest on the show. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but I appreciate you guys sticking around. Um, the Podbean is, is growing. The podcast is growing. Um, thankfully now that it's on iTunes also, um, yes, don't let me forget to ask this. If you could please go over to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, uh, I know everyone asks that for their podcasts, but it really is appreciated. It really helps um, make the podcast grow. It helps uh, get us more noticed by other uh, users and people who might be interested in the content. Um, I'm hoping here within the next year, uh, I'm going to have upgraded equipment. Hopefully I will have an updated laptop. I will have a new mic. Um, I've have, uh, conversations with Crystal about getting a website started. Um, so there are a lot of plans to kind of grow and improve this. And if we can get this kind of, uh, you know, getting a, a real strength movement behind it, uh, I think that would be great and helpful. And, uh, you know, we can make the, a lot of these uh, dreams and improvements come true. So thank you guys. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time.